my thing about Becky was um, she's not gonna give you a recipe. You're gonna learn, like, because um, she didn't cook with a, with a recipe card. Okay. Like, a lot of stuff she cooked was, like, off the top of her head was, okay, like this, and she'll taste throughout. So a lot of times if I'm cooking, I'm tasting throughout. Don't ask me for a recipe for a meal. Um, desserts, yes, I'll have a recipe for desserts, because desserts are something that you have to get right. Cake, you can't just freestyle it. But the best food is from the soul. So when you cook mm. in and you taste it mm. throughout the, the process, and you're like, yeah, it needs this. And my mom is in the kitchen with me now. My mom is my sous chef. Wow. So I'm typically like, mom, taste this. And she's like, I wouldn't even put that together. Like yesterday, we made a strawberry salsa for our salmon. And she was like, I wouldn't have put a strawberry and a salsa together. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's no recipe for that. Like for me, I was just cutting up stuff. We had strawberries. Let's make something happen. So. It's it's it was really good. It was delicious, actually. Yeah, one thing about the sweet and savory kitchen is always going to be delicious. <laughs> um, so I guess my question is, because I know everyone has their day jobs and what they do to, you know, bring that stable income. Yeah. But how do you balance going to work and then coming home after long hours and still continuing to have that love to cook? So... You know, I was in school for 15 years, and I would get jobs. So, for example, I had Morehouse Alumni Association on Tuesdays. I would leave my job and go cook for 50 men. Right. But guarantee you, I'm beat at the end of that day. But now, this um, I'm full-time in Sweet and Savory Creations. I could not afford to keep working my 15-year job and keep doing what I'm doing, what I love. So funny thing was, you know, um, in May 2020, I got let go and started revamping my resume. And the lady I paid to do my resume was like, what you want to do? And I was like, I want to do something that's going to make me happy. Because for 15 years, I love the kids. Yes, don't get me wrong. But there's an internal happiness that comes from going somewhere every day yeah. and, and having to, to pour joy into it. So it's a different type of feeling. So now I get up every day and I grind for my creation, which is sweet and savory. Like it's it's not a it's not a, a feeling that you can describe because every day is different. Mm -hmm. It's a different feel every day. I might wake up one morning and be like, man, this is tough. Mm -hmm. And the next day is like, okay, I got three jobs. So you know, it's a trade-off. Mm -hmm. What what would you say to that young entrepreneur, the young um, person with dreams and goals, but it's kind of stuck there, you know, in that place where uh, I'd rather just take this back seat and take a nine to five. You know, you said you worked for 15 years and now you're finally doing what you love in yeah. the last two years. Um, you know, so what would you say to that person that's looking, you know, to live off their dreams? Well, first of all, like, I have an amazing support system. Like, my husband is amazing. He supports me throughout this whole process. Um, my mother, uh, my my uh, my best friend, like we, it's a support system. Like you gotta have a strong support system in order for you to see your dreams in, in, in its entirety. And because you're gonna have those days, it's like this is terrible. This sucks. And every day is not a money making day. So you know you you're you're gonna need financial support. 
you're going to need emotional support, you're going to need mental support, and mental, the mental support is the biggest because you don't even understand how hard it is and how it beats you, it beats you down, like, man. But the most gratifying part of the job is in any aspect. It could be cooking, it could be um, clothes design, it could be anything. It's just the satisfaction from the customer. So for all of the, the, the hard days, when you present somebody with a plate of food and they like, man, this is delicious. And you know, it's, it's, it's no other feeling because that's your creation. So my question is, um, well, one more before we transition, but you said something that was, that was really, really important. Like, it's not just about the dream or the vision that you have or the creation that you're trying to make, whether it be a business, project, whatever, but it's really about that support system and that mentality of, okay, let me make sure I have my people that are gonna help me through this. Yeah. Um, so my question would be more so on the individual level, like what is it that helps you get through those tough times? That helps you say, okay, I know I'm feeling you know, beat down right now, but I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna step away from this so that I can just recollect my mind and go at it again at just as hard as I was last day. Um, so I'm still working through that. Mm -hmm. um, I journal, I, I have a, a journal. I, you know, I write down a lot of stuff ideas, feelings. I also started doing like a, a video um, diary where if I'm driving long distances, it doesn't matter. Like if I'm sitting in traffic, I might turn on my camera and start doing the diary just to talk about this day and and um, how I felt. So I can go back and look at it and be like, oh, okay. So how did I deal with that? Um, it, it, it varies. You just, you have to know, you have to have a mental um, escape, let me say. Um, like I said, the biggest part of entrepreneurship is that mental aspect. You know, we don't always think about our mental um, capacity a lot. We think about our physical, we're strong, I'm strong. Mm -hmm. And being physically strong and mentally, um, I don't wanna say defeated, but when you are tired, it overtakes everything. So I can't stress enough, like just being mentally and it's not even mentally strong. No, don't let's not confuse it because mentally strong is is um, something we say that's not always correct. It's just being able to say, "I need help. Mm -hmm. I'm not mentally there today." Um, and being big enough to say that because we have in our society we have this thing where I'm strong, especially as black women. I'm sorry. If that but will oh I have to raise my kids, I have to take care of our house, I have to do this, this, and this. And we keep checking down this list and it's like I got to the end of the list. What did I do for me today? Mm. So a lot of times, um, in my day, I have made it a point to try. It's just try to do something for me. Mm. If it's watch a movie, if it's look at um, TikTok, because TikTok is entertainment. Um, if it's get my nails done, if it's anything that's small, it can be as small, but it's for you. And you have not thought about anybody else, your kids, your spouse, your, your anybody. You thought about yourself in that process. Mm -hmm. Then that's for you. So we are in the kitchen. So can you tell us one, your favorite food, and then 
kind of give us a little insight on what we might be seeing today. Okay, so favorite food or just favorite dessert, like anything. You can go anywhere. So, I am a um, ice cream junkie. Okay. Yes. I love Jenny's ice cream. Um, <laughs> I love it's amazing like her um it's the almond griddle one mm -hmm. mm. like when i see it because it's not always in the stores so when i see yeah. it i get three <laughs> and i have to them up so you want to know what's going to get me to fight in my house that will make me fight okay oh, yeah. i'm but not mad at it i'm not mad at it add some ruffles chip to that Ooh. With the salty and the sweet. Okay. There you I go. Have seven. I got some ruffles today. Yeah. Oh, sure. That that's my favorite flavor. I love ice cream period. I love butter butter pecan. Okay. Um but mm. Jenny's, she can't do no wrong. <laughs> I like that. So <laughs> So today, what are we gonna see from you? Because I'm excited. I'm super excited. So we're gonna have a Tuscan um steak which is my, my husband's favorite. Yeah. And we're gonna do a, um, the same preparation for the salmon that we did for the steak. Okay. But we're gonna add it over a bed of creamy pasta. Mm. We have a side of kale and a side of asparagus. And in my house, right? this is kind of like mm. one of those quick meals that- You um, got no words. Oh, yeah. throw together. Mm -hmm. It's not a throw together, let me not say that, but it's a quick meal that, you know, you can come home, prepare it, and it's like it took a couple of hours and it's not that it's not that hard and we, we actually talked about that the last time you came on to the show um but i think that's that's something vital that you said even amidst the multiple places that your children have to be your yeah. husband has to be you have to be you are still willing to actually come home and be like hey i'm about to go into the kitchen y'all need to sit down we about to eat yeah and, and have this meal together as a family so can you kind of explain how you've seen the importance of that, like, progress within your children's lives and your living lives? I mean, even, some, you know, people be like, how do you still cook mm -hmm. <laughs> dinners mm -hmm. for your family when you've been cooking for people all day? And it's, that's important. My, my kids can eat. I have three boys and they can throw down. My middle child is, um, he wants to be a chef. So, you know, it's a okay. lot of times he, he's asking questions like, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times the meal is it. And, and growing up in a house where, you know, um, my mom, we didn't always go to the table and eat, but my mom would cook. If my mom didn't cook, my grandmother cooked and we knew she was going to cook and we knew we could get a meal with her. So that was always um, this gathering spot, the kitchen. You know, the kitchen period is just this, this, the place for that that connection for family. For sure. Do you, do you think that the kitchen and the table, the Sunday dinner, do you think that in this new day and age, do you think it has the same importance? Or do you think that it might have lost something? Because I know even me growing up, I would sit at the table and eat, I mm -hmm. promise. You know what I'm saying? My sister liked to sit at the couch. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, if... She didn't, if she ate when she, right after she finished cooking, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. she'd be like, I just cook, don't feel like eating. But regardless, we still come sit down and tell Do you think that that is still relevant? Um, or, and, or how do you think we could restore that importance as well? Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the things that we, we probably need to just address is 
technology. Yeah. Like we didn't have technology like that. So, you know, we if we had a TV, it was in the living room. Now we have these open floor, floor plans for houses where it all flows into one. So you mm -hmm. can sit at the, the kitchen table and still watch TV. So, you know, growing up, we it was a box room. This is your living room, this is your kitchen. So you wasn't watching TV and eating dinner at the table. And even still, now we have devices at our fingertips. So a lot of times you have to tell kids like, hey, put that away and let's eat. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, our meals that we actually sit at the table and eat is like we have a crab boy night, okay. and we get to the table and we eat. That's one of the, that's one of our meals. And a lot of times we are moving. Like my family, my oldest plays basketball. All of my kids play basketball, so it's a nonstop go 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 go. And like I said, that that's one of the meals that when we have it, we sit at the table and eat. Not just because it's messy, but because that's that's one of our meals. Okay. So we do want to transition because we really, really, really want to see you cook this meal so bad because okay. we know it's going to be delicious. Yeah. So as we transition into you actually preparing the food for us live, might I add, um, we're going to still ask you some questions, mm -hmm. but we do want to see how you get the process started. Yeah, yeah, so we are back and it is time to prep this Tuscan steak and salmon. I'm so excited. Miss Hanifa, what are we about to do now? So we're about to prepare the salmon and the steak. So okay. I have the pots going. Make sure whenever you're cooking steak, salmon, you start with hot pots. You don't want to start with a um, cold pot. Um, and you want to make sure that you get a good, put a little oil, put a little olive oil in the pan, a little, a good sear. Um, on your proteins. Hey, so, this protein smells so good right now. Mm. So mm. we have our, um, we have Becky's cast iron skillet. So I love cooking steak in a cast iron skillet because it has, um, it's real good um, heat con conductor. Okay. So whenever you cooking, whenever you um, cooking, you want to make sure you're cooking in a good pot. Okay. Skillet, pot, frying pan, whatever, because heat conduction is, is key to a good sear. So this is our um, Tuscan steak with the seasoning already on it. Yes, Look how thick that seasoning is. Yeah. Like, that's how you that, know it's That's a well-seasoned steak right there, y'all. So that's a steakhouse steak. <laughs> y'all can get zoom in. Y'all see that steak? <laughs> and this is Becky's cast iron skillet. This is Becky's cast mm. iron skillet right here. And the salmon. Oh, yeah. I like starting skin, skin, skin side, side down. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I think I, I make salmon every now and then in the pan, and I like skin side down because, like, I can watch it cook itself yeah. and then flip it over on the top, and then you just get a nice crust, like just enough. Nice you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just yeah. enough. So, we're going to let this. So, typically for medium, um, medium rare is between 135 and 135 for maybe 12 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I put a little pat of butter and put it in the oven to give it that nice um, flavor. Okay. Typically in the oven, I let it um, finish. And then when you pull it out of the oven, you let it rest. Okay. Okay. The key to a good steak is letting it rest. Because right. the juices stay in there. And you want the juices to stay. Okay. 
Okay, so by how, how long do you let the steak sit in the oven? At what temperature and to get I, the perfect steak? So the, the oven is at 200 right now. Okay. It's not cooking. Okay. That's just going to hold it. Okay. Um, typically, it's in there for the rest of the time to, um, to do the noodles and the um, sauce. Okay. And then I pull it out. Okay. So now we can put, if you want to get the noodles. Cool. Open those up. We can put them in the um, water because the water is boiling. And new pasta is 12, 10 to 12 minutes mm -hmm. max. Now, what, type, what type of noodles is this? This is. Oh I ain't never seen these noodles. I've never seen noodles. <laughs> That's not the box noodles. At all. <laughs> so, these are golden and. Mm -hmm. How do you pronounce this? Papa Dale. Papa Dale noodles. Okay, okay. And uh, don't worry, everybody. Everybody's cleaning their hands. Yeah. Being sanitary, saving. Oh, it's stuck out. I can't see the most of the stuff here. So. Can you see me from here? Right here? No. Can I stand this? Alright. So, as you can see, one side is already seared. Okay. So, we're going to flip it. Oh, yeah. That looks good right there. Cool. And because this is a thicker steak, um, once we put it in the oven, it's going to be nice. You want this good crust on it, though, before it goes in the oven. Because the oven is not going to get that sear that you want on there. It's going to, the inside's going to keep cooking. Though, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Oh, I'm going to yeah. throw this in the way. So, what's, there's skills to cook any type of protein, any type of meat, or yeah. any dish in general. So, what's the first dish that you actually, or the first meat that you can say you skillfully learned how to cook? Chicken breast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chicken breast. Chicken breast is like the first protein that you, you, you're not afraid to cook. Mm -hmm. You can put chicken breast in pretty much anything. Yeah. Okay. What is it? The Campbell's condensed milk. Yeah. I mean, not condensed milk, but soup. Yeah. And that was like one of the first meals that I actually cooked on my own. Right. What instant rice, the Campbell's chicken, and chicken and rice. There you mm -hmm. go. Put a bag of frozen broccoli, a can of um, Campbell's soup, mm -hmm. and put it in an oven. You can even do it on the skillet, but I did it in the oven. So that was my first. And now I can do my own cream sauce from scratch. Wow. I don't need Campbell's, so. What, what do you say, what would you say like your first real challenge in the kitchen was? Because Tus this, this, to me, this is an elevated meal. You okay. know what I'm saying? I gotta know how to cook in it, Tuscan. You know what I'm saying? Steak and sandwich, <laughs> uh -huh. okay? But when you first got in the kitchen, what's the first meal that you said, ooh, I'm gonna really have to focus on this one and do right. So, and actually, the first challenge was it was a show, okay. the Taco Wars. And if you ever want to test anybody's cooking um, ability, prowess, yeah. it's going against another person that can cook, another chef. Okay. Yeah. So that was my um, first, like, that made me nervous. So yeah. I'm calling my chef friend, Kenny, and I'm like, what should I cook? I need it to be um, elevated, because it's a taco. And I needed to taste good and all these other questions. So he he's a chef by trade. So he's giving me all this stuff and I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. But he was like, You got it. Yeah. So me, whenever I get stuff like that, I'm gonna take it, go to the internet, start researching how, what, what do I need for this? Is this something that I can do? Mm -hmm. So my first taco wars I lost. I lost, but I lost because, you know, whenever you're thinking about food, you're thinking about a whole mouth experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
so um, crunchy, sweet, sweet, savory. It's a play on um, your taste buds. Yes. So I had a lot of good elements, but I missed one element, which was a crunchy element. Mm -hmm. So while everything was delicious, I missed one aspect of that taco, which was some texture. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you so know, how, do you, how do you think being in that competition and that opportunity, you know, helped you improve mm -hmm. in the competition? I mean, in your cooking, I should say. Well, it helped because, um, number one, We transition. Number one, you um you never know how well, how skilled you are <laughs> until you have to show the stick. Right. Let's stand here. And we're gonna transition this over here. Young asparagus, man, y'all. Ooh, he got a stick. Nice thick asparagus. I ain't never seen asparagus. It's a big spirit. I ain't never seen no spirit this big. This is a spirit right here. You might find these at Trader Joe's. This organic. This organic. <laughs> so that was um, that was one of the biggest things. Is, if I could say anything, I can say that Taco Wars stretched me in different aspects because you don't always know what you're capable of until mm. you have to do it. Mm. So when I had to do it, it was like, oh, it's not so bad. So my second time going back on Taco Wars, now I didn't have to call my chef friend. Yeah. I um, I just put stuff together that I thought was um, good. Yeah. Um, I did a salmon verde taco. And the thing about that second Taco Wars was they added new elements. So instead of tacos, you have tacos and things. Mm -hmm. So people who know me know I love a good rounded experience. I want you to have um, an hors d'oeuvre or appetizer. But my name is Sweet and Savory. My desserts are it. I, I love doing desserts. I started two years ago with doing just cheesecakes. Mm -hmm. okay. So my husband was like, we had all this cream cheese and one of my friends gave me all this cream cheese and he was like, I know you can do something with it. So I was like, what can I do with it? So I make a cheesecake. But the thing about the cheesecakes was, how do you make it your cheesecake? So I came up with all these different toppings for the cheesecakes. We have uh, whiskey peach cobbler, we have crown apple cobbler, we have um, strawberry shortcake, we have drunken monkey, which is um, like a banana foster's when, and I make donut holes. Um, you got you a new customer, Bill. We have we have a lot of different cheesecakes, and the cheesecakes are what got me recognition. Mm -hmm. So once we got the cheesecakes, I started expanding to different things. So, and it's, it wasn't that I couldn't cook. I think one thing that you know, when you're starting your business, you have to get out there. But get out there for one thing. Mm -hmm. So then, when people get to know you, like, oh, I remember you, you cheesecake lady. That's what that's what I was, a cheesecake lady, and I'll take that. Yeah. But now you know me as sweet and savory, not just the cheesecake lady. Mm -hmm. So that was the thing that stuck out for us. Yeah, and I think one thing that you mentioned earlier that is kind of crucial is the fact that you went back to the taco um, competition. Yes. And I know 
not just for chefs, but for people that are trying to build their name. Mm -hmm. When they get that first defeat or that third, fourth, fifth defeat, they're always like, man, I ain't doing that again. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna try something else. I'm gonna keep doing my own thing. But can you speak about that mentality to say, okay, I lost first time, ain't no problem. I'm about to go back again and try again. Funny thing is, it takes somebody believing in you to even call you to that arena. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite mixologists, Tommy, love you, Tommy. Um, she 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 was doing Taco um, Wars, uh, Taco Tuesdays, mm -hmm. and um, she asked me to come. First time coming, it was a showcase. Mm -hmm. Second time coming was Taco Wars. I lost, mm -hmm. and it was like I'm not I'm not coming back. Mm -hmm. Like in my mind, that's that's how you you cope with stuff. And my my um, chef friend was like on my feet. You won, hands down. You won. And it was just like. <laughs> So when she called me, she was like, I want you to come back. And I was like, that's not for me to, to, to fold. Mm -hmm. So I came back. The thing about me coming back, she knew that my desserts were extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So she knew I would shine in that area. And that's where I was like, I thank her all the time because it takes, it takes unknowing mentorship. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't know she was mentoring me through this process. Mm -hmm. She just knew that she's helping me. Yes. Mm -hmm. But to know that my strong point was desserts mm -hmm. and bring me back for taco and things, knowing that I would shine in that scope, mm -hmm. I was like, wow. And you know, in, in retrospect, you don't always think about those things until the yeah. after. But it's like, oh, wow. She knew that I would shine in the tacos and things mm -hmm. area. So that's where. So when I you did in things, what did you end up doing? I did a flat, a pear flatbread. Okay. That was my starter. I did a salmon verde um, taco, and I did um, pistachio ice cream. A pistachio. Ice yeah, cream. I made pistachio ice cream with. Um, I want to know. I, I know I had a pastry with it. I just can't remember what pastry. Mm -hmm. But I can remember those three mm -hmm. things. Mm. So yeah, that's what we need to go to Taco Wars, man. <laughs> no, I want to go to Taco Wars too. Place these on the plate, and then we're gonna get started with the the pasta and the sauce. Okay. Cool. What should I do with these asparagus? You're gonna cut the and so think about um, asparagus. You cut it. If you take the asparagus and, and bend it, okay. where it bends, that's where you want to cut. So halfway okay. up the shaft. Okay. These are a little soft, so okay. let, me, let me go ahead and I get down and help my boy out. So halfway up the shaft, you want to cut. I'm gonna rinse this part out. So as we're going into the prep for everything else, what's something that's on your food bucket list? Like what's something that you want to cook so bad that you want to have in here? So typically stuff that I want to cook will be stuff that I, um, I don't always eat. So I don't like, I don't care for lobster. Lobster is not my thing. Okay. So when I cook it, I, I um, question if it's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is it going to be good? Because I don't know how to cook it because I don't eat it. So that's always a question for me. But it ended up turning out really good. Hey, uh, my name is Chef Boy RP. <laughs> So who's your go-to test taster to make sure that you know this? My middle child. 
Nasir. Mm-hmm. He, he gonna tell you the truth. Oh yeah, he will. Nasir okay. Shoot. He will. He don't always like when he don't like something. You're gonna know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know he don't like it, and he is gonna stay away from it. Yep. He's definitely not afraid to tell you. You know, my, my mom and my grandma, they always told me when I cook, you know what I'm saying, get in the kitchen or helping them, they always let me clean as I go. Yeah. You know? And how big are you on that? Um, you know, because cooking is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're going to get, like, you can get overwhelmed. Where you want to put this? In the sink. Cool. You'll get overwhelmed, you know, with the amount of stuff you have on the table. Yeah. You know, so how, if you're in by yourself, you know, what's your best strategy for cooking, as, cleaning as you go, you know, tidying up as you go, just making sure that when you're done, you don't feel overwhelmed with the amount of stuff you just did. Well, I say if you use a pot, clean pot. Okay. Um, that, that sometimes works for me. Okay. <laughs> Especially if I'm doing a big job uh-huh. most of the time. But um, for dinners, like I tend to let my kids clean. Yes. Nice. Um, you're going to clean this kitchen. <laughs> no. Especially after I cook all this food. So for jobs, I tend to clean after myself. But for home cooking, I'm going to put all that in there <laughs> and let the kids um, handle it. Do you yeah. enjoy, do you, now do you prefer to be in the kitchen by yourself or do you not mind some extra hands every time? I don't mind, okay. actually. I have like two cups of spinach here. Okay. We're going to dump in. I don't mind because um, that's the learning process. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids learn how to cook from watching you. I have some peppers. I have like a cup of peppers. See all types of peppers. That's the kind of pepper. Pepper, um, green peppers, red peppers, and a couple of onions. Mm-hmm. And this is the base for the Tuscan, the Tuscan sauce. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. That's the same. So we want to cook the spinach down so it get a little soft, shrink up because spinach is gonna shrink. For sure. Ooh, yeah, that looks too good. This- really smell what's going on in this kitchen like the steak in the oven the salmon right behind me and now we're getting these vegetables nice and in that butter and garlic y'all mm-hmm. Ooh, we, so we right to- now after this you're gonna um we already put garlic in the pan saute that the peppers and onions i cooked at home so they have another um, another flavor on it okay um so i'm not going to add any seasoning right here okay i'm going to add seasoning more seasoning when i put the cream in there okay mm-hmm. So one thing I, I don't do is a lot of salt because I feel like you can build flavors without salt. Yes. Yeah, I heard that when you have to add salt to a chef's dish, it's kind of like disrespect. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. Well, I think because I think you can develop so many other flavors other than using salt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things that you do need to use salt on, but um, and if I do, it's it's not a lot. Right. So do you have like a a secret seasoning maybe or like a specific one that most people might not have in their kitchen that you can go no this is that this is what makes my food different than yours i don't know if it's a secret season okay. i love trader joe seasons okay. i this is not a paid advertisement <laughs> <laughs> i do love trader joe seasonings i um i honestly can't get enough of them they have this one it's an african type season mm-hmm. it's so smoky and rich and, and full mm-hmm. um there's another seasoning and this is new it's a moroccan mccormick's it's a moroccan season mm-hmm. wonderful if you love like a sweet smoky um it's so good it's still on everything oxtails steak chicken mm-hmm. 
um, shrimp. <laughs> it is wonderful. I've done that seasoning on chicken and, and do a small pot of couscous and mm -hmm. put that over top of it. Wonderful. Folks don't know about that couscous, okay? Couscous is good. So now I'm putting the cream in. This is going to be the base of our sauce. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about flavorings, mm -hmm. there's this process that it takes to develop your own taste. And a lot of people credit it as like a signature dish yeah. or um, just their star player, their star dish. So have you created yours? So funny thing, people ask me all the time, what do you cook? And funny thing, I can cook pretty much whatever you want. Italian, Mexican, mm -hmm. um, African, Caribbean. Um, I've tried my hand at everything. Okay. Um, Arabic food. I just I did a, a girls retreat in the cabins and we did um, a iftar dinner. We what had um, iftar, it's the end of Ramadan. So um, iftar is the meal that you break your fast with during Ramadan. Ramadan. Mm, okay. So we did um, we did lamb chops with apricot um, glaze mm -hmm. and golden couscous with um, golden raisins. We did some cucumber Israeli salad. We did um, it's this one dish is called I'm going to say it wrong, but it's it's a it's a um, eggplant stew. Okay. And it's it has nutmeg and um, tomato and eggplant, roasted eggplant. It's delicious. My mom was like, I don't know what that is, but I made some non bread and that was a start. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't hold myself in one um, realm of food. I don't just do soul food. I don't just do Italian food. I can do any type of food. I have an event coming in July, mm -hmm. and this is called, it's called Passport. Um, cocktail passports with um, a mixologist, and she's doing Thai. Mm. So I'm going to be doing Thai food. <laughs> but she's going to be doing Thai drinks. So, you know, and I think that's a good when people can call you and know like you're not boxed into this t this cuisine, mm. and and know that you're at least I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to put. Um, shackles on me to say I can't be that. Ooh, that's a gem that. right there. Like, yeah, making yourself that. versatile to be yes. able to cater to the different audiences yes. that might be your potential client. Yes. So yeah. Because you is. don't never you, you never know who who you're gonna um cook for. Yeah. So I just added um some Parmesan cheese. Okay. And that's gonna thicken our um sauce. Mm -hmm. Y'all this real Alfredo. Not the can that you go get out the store. No, this is how you really do it. So for those that that you know our viewers just watching that still use the can for their Alfredo sauce, tell them you know what really the key is to getting your sauce right and everything like that. Yes. So you just want to have heavy cream, heavy cream, garlic, butter, and parm. Okay. You can actually even use what is the the canister parm. The, the one that your mom oh yeah but if you want to be elevated you can get the good parm uh -huh. that's, that's, um, at the the store you grade it mm -hmm. yeah it's all it depends on you know how how bougie you want to go <laughs> and and, sure. and what the the thing that they say about cheese makes a difference cheese makes a difference in um the taste of your dish okay. mm. 
the, the quality of the, the products you use. Um, butter. Mm -hmm. I like I like using butter. Butter is it for me. Yeah. Like butter makes your dish round. Mm. It it rounds out the dish. So I'm not that person that's going to use um, margarine. Okay. No, I'm going to use real butter. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some um, vegan clients that they don't do they don't do um, butter, mm -hmm. and um, I found that I can um, make them with the the vegan butter. Okay. Um, it's a little different, but like I said, I don't. I try not to put myself in that box where, oh, I can't do vegan. I've done vegan cakes, never done a vegan cake in my life, but I'm there. So how does your diversity in the kitchen, you know, really help you um, connect with your clientele? Um, I honestly think, um, you know, so many times people, especially for um, African-American chefs, if I didn't go to school for it, you would assume that I can only cook soul food, mm. which is uh, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, and, and all those other things that we equate with soul food. Mm -hmm. But because I want to learn and do better, I do figure out how to make other dishes. And I'm a foodie, so I like going out and eating. So this is where you would taste your sauce okay. to see if it needs anything. sauce like it, it meshes well together like when you taste the, the garlic like it's, it's everything's hinting to the direction we're going so I can't wait to see what it tastes like with the salmon and steak and all of that you know what I'm saying so let's see catch y'all back Ooh the food is almost done y'all I don't think y'all understand this episode has been so good so far I mean I mean it looks great it looks great yeah I don't know if y'all can see the plate but look at this plating. Quality like, plating. Quality plating. Miss Honey, I got a question. How important? Ooh, look <laughs> Show the people. That's what they want to see. This is what they want to see right here. Mm, mm, mm. Oh my goodness. So, really quick question. How important is plating for you? And how important should it be to other chefs as well? Plating is important because you eat with your eyes first. Mm -hmm. Like, when you look at a plate and it's like, oh, I gotta get in it. But if you see ugly food, no, yeah. it, more, more than likely you're gonna turn, it's gonna turn you off. For sure. So you eat with your eyes first, so you wanna always have a good presentation of food because you're not always available for a person eating your food. So that's your name. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, me too. Um, so, 
for the people that are just now joining us, I don't know why you don't know about this show and what we do in the last 10, 15 minutes of the show, but we're about to go into this bucket list questions and it's going to be a little different today because this is not just a podcast, this is what's in the pot. So instead of just rapid firing the questions, we also going to have a little taste test of what was actually cooked today in this kitchen and we're going to give y'all a little review. But before we give a review, can you first tell us what is your midnight snack? Well, like I said, ice cream is it, man. <laughs> there are times that I probably won't eat dinner <laughs> that ice cream. What's up? Man, me and my girlfriend, um, we went to Tampa and it's a Jenny store in Tampa. And whatever flavor she has concocted, it's in there. Okay. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it was delicious. I love ice cream. That is my favorite. What about you? My midnight snack. Oh, you know, I might just have to go in the bag of chips. You feel me? It's yeah, chips in the crib. I'm gonna just have that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm gonna have to go with a bag of chips real quick, man. Yeah, for me, I would definitely have to go with a bowl of cereal. Mm. Like, <laughs> I, had for, I had a bowl of cereal for the first time today in a long time, and I was like, man, mm. I missed eating cereal. No, like, for real. Cereal Sweet is, cereal or I'm, I like, nut Cheerios? I, I like yeah. Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Yo, my boy! <laughs> <laughs> I like Frosted Flakes. So, I think my bucket list question for you is going to be, what co what's your go-to cocktail? Mm. So, I'm a tequila. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I love tequila too. So I, um, I had this one cocktail. It's called the Bonita. Okay. And it's pineapple, cucumber, tequila, and I think agave. Okay. And it's not overly sweet. It's just a nice, mellow, nice touch of palate type yeah. drink. Mm -hmm. Like I said, my uh, mixologist, Tandy, like if I go to the where she's at, I, I don't think I ever told her, hey, give me, she just asked what you like. And you, if you say tequila, she'll come off the top of her head. And that's what the type of mixologist you want. Yeah, mm -hmm. Whatever sure. you put in front of me is tequila. I know it's going to be delicious. For so, sure. yeah, I love tequila. Like a good tequila, don't give me no cheap tequila. Give me tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want quality I'm not and quality tequila. Because tequila is one that you shouldn't take shots of. Have you ever heard that? I didn't know that. You should sip tequila. Okay. Okay. Mm. We sipping tequila like we sipping wine. Sip tequila. <laughs> hey, fun fact: no more tequila shots. No okay? more tequila. <laughs> if you try to hand me a tequila shot, I'm not taking it anymore. Because that is one thing. Like the agave, all the 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 way they make tequila is a process. So, okay. and it's natural. So to taste it is a wonderful thing. And wine is a definite go-to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, for me. Honestly, I'm not really a drinker, you know what I'm saying? I partake in other activities, but if you're trying to have a good time, tequila is where it's at. But if you're trying to get spicy, pass on the crown and the henny, you feel me? <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I think my, my go-to drink, you know what I'm saying? I always pick tequila first. If, if, you, if I go to your spot and you got a nice tequila drink on the menu, I'm going to grab it. Um, you know, but if I'm with pops, if I'm with the guys, you know, we're gonna grab some cigars, we're gonna sip a whiskey, a scotch. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think as I've gotten older, my palate's kind of moved towards some of that too. Yeah. Um, because you don't need a lot. You yeah, know? you do You don't need a lot. I remember we had a barbecue, mom gave me about this much of the scotch, and I said, I'm going home. <laughs> that's, that's it. I said, I drink, and I said, this ain't it. This is crazy right here. This is crazy right here. <laughs> this is crazy right here. Oh, we. 
Um, kind of going off of that, what's the craziest drink y'all have had before? Okay, I was in Philly. Uh oh, story time. <laughs> we went to, we were just walking uh -huh. um, down the street and they had like a jazz club, brand new. I think we were, uh -huh. this was like their first two weeks open, uh -huh. but they had a restaurant next door that I had eaten at previously. Mm -hmm. Went to the spot, it's called The Bayou. If you're ever in Philly, if you're in West Philly, stop at Booker's. And then for the night shift, go to the Bayou. That's their jazz club, you know, holler at them. Black Plug. owned business, y'all. Um, and they had this drink. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a tequila drink. And it had jalapeno and cucumber. Mm -hmm. What? We had three. Oh. oh. <laughs> we didn't stop. We oh. just had a great time. You know, that experience. And I just remember just walking down the street of Philly. I was like, I'm about to walk home. They said, you're in Philadelphia. Get in the car right now. <laughs> 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 so you know that was my that was my craziest drink experience and I really enjoyed that. What about y'all? No, that's real. Um, dang. Okay, so it was a party I went to, and again I'm not a drinker, but I have a high tolerance naturally. Um, so we got to this party and I'm having a good time, and they give us like I think it was like tequila or it was like a crown shot or something like that. But then I go into the fridge. I'm like, hmm. Need me some coal, you know what I'm saying? They like, yeah, we got popsicles in there. Go ahead. I said, popsicles at a party? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna give you one. I started licking on popsicle, you know what I'm saying? Having a good time. She was like, yeah, those moonshine popsicles. You gonna be good? I said, these are. Oh, what? that's messed up. Yes, that's yeah. not cool. That's not cool. They said, he said, I said, what's in here? They said moonshine popsicles. I said, oh okay. My best friend looked over. Somebody was talking to me. I was like, she said, yeah, nah. Let me get her. Nah, she's off limits. Don't touch her no more. She's good. I said, appreciate your best friend. Love you. Shut up. But yeah, that was mine. Go ahead. So the craziest, I can honestly say it's probably in college when you don't have an understanding of liquor. Um, I think we was drinking straight vodka coming from a party and rag topping in the street. That's telling you my age was rag topping. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a chase. It was just straight vodka. We left a mm. party and we grabbed a bottle That's of dangerous. vodka and we was turning it up and what? rag topping in the street. So what? crazy. Nice. Oh, but, you know, crazy I think you said something that the older you get, the, the more your, your taste mm -hmm. is refined. And yeah, I don't like vodka to this day. Hey, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You you'll, you'll never see me drink Bacardi ever. I do not like vodka. I'm weak. Everyone says that about Bacardi, but I want to get to this food. Yeah. So is there some utensils? Yeah, there's some. I'll grab it. So. We're just gonna show y'all what this food looks like. While she gets this, the is the, this is the salmon. Y'all see that? Voila. And then this is the steak. The steak is nice. It's like a nice medium well. It looks mm -hmm. tender, it looks juicy. I see the sear on the steak, and it looks great, y'all. Yeah. That looks great. Mm -hmm. I don't think y'all, and then the smell of it, just, mm, 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 mm. I know, I know Miss Becky was doing her thing back there, okay? <laughs> This was great. Mm -hmm. She taught you well, Miss Hanifa. Oh, thank you, thank you. Mm. I'm passing my boy his plate. Yeah, for sure. So I know he ready, I'm ready, we ready. Honestly, this is one of those times where I just feel like the Buckingham family should be joining us. 
Um, stay tuned for that. We might do some live recordings. Who knows? Um, but as of right now, we're just gonna give y'all our feedback and tell y'all how this smashed. Cause it's not gonna be nasty. I can tell oh, you no, that no, right no, now. No, no, no. I just know this is about. There ain't no bad reviews no. up here. I'm giving everybody a chance to get their face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get my that, that, that noodle that's hanging on. There's some surf and turf. I'm getting the salmon and the steak action going on in my fridge, y'all. Mm. Y'all not Ooh, they not ready. I see the, see some more garnish. Some salad. Oh. We have some kale salad. We got a kale salad? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Oh, let me get the steak from here. Mm -hmm. Put it on the same plate. Yes, ma'am. We don't discriminate around here. <laughs> Anybody allergic to nuts? Because it has pecans and. No, no, no. The only thing that I have when it comes to food is hungry. Oh. I'm on your phone. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, y'all. So. I know we're about to dive in and get reviews, and I know you're about to make your plate too, but mm -hmm. in the meantime, can you just tell us a little bit about your experience today and how you feel? It's, it has been a great experience. Just to see you um, in this element, man, I am so proud of you. And, and coming from, like, we, we did the um, interview over Zoom, mm -hmm. and to see this has been like, uh, wow, I am impressed. I am enjoying myself right now in this process. So thank you for even having me back. Um, I love, I love this, this, what, what you guys are doing, this platform that y'all are using and how you're communicating to the masses. So thank you. No, thank you. Because this, you put your foot in this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So and I honestly was supposed to mm. save some of the sauce to put on top of y'all steak and salmon, but hey, it's okay. we it's get so over it. <laughs> this is so good. Like, thank you so much. And we're supposed to have some steak knives, but hey, it's okay. We're eating though. The steak is so tender. Mm. All I gotta use is a fork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, the rest of our crew is getting a plate. Don't worry. <laughs> but honestly, and the salad is good too. What, what kind of dressing did you use on this? This is a sweet and savory creation salad mm. dressing. So it's a house-made dressing. Okay. She's not giving up a secret dressing. I'm not. Because no a lot of people were like, they don't like kale, but they love this salad. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's one of my go-to. Mm -hmm. And I know she kept y'all on a cliffhanger. Because <laughs> you thought she was going to say it after that pause. No, y'all thought she was about to tell y'all. But you have to become a client of sweet and savory to taste this food. That so we appreciate that. So in the last couple minutes of the show, before yes. we just roll out, can you tell us where we can find you, where Please. we can contact you, get you in our house to so, cook this food? IG, I'm on ATL Sweet underscore and underscore savory. That's my IG. Um, phone number is 404-931-9255 if you want to book an event. Typically, um, I do lunches every day. I do meal prep. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to low carb, um, vegan, whatever your your so meal prep plan is, I can kind of uh, I can accommodate it. Um, and I do desserts. I can pretty much do whatever event you're um, in need of. So you heard it from Miss Haniva. 
get at her, get her in your house, get her food. It don't matter if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to gain weight. She the person you're supposed to call. With that being said, I'm done left to connect. This my boy. Be not. We gonna see y'all in the next episode of What's in the Pot. Peace. Peace.